that's a foregone conclusion. But how in the process can you serve other people? How can you serve your passive investors? How can you educate them to this asset class? Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of the fluffy stuff and we got something for you today. And I'm sure you are wanting to dig in because you probably read the title of this episode. So I'm going to just tell you right now, the five secrets to closing your first deal. That's what we're going to talk about today with Michael Blanc. How are you doing, Michael? Hey, Joe. I'm doing great. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And five secrets to closing your first deal is what we're going to talk about. You know Michael Blanc, either your loyal best ever listener or you've come across him in other circles. But I'm just going to give you a quick refresher and then we'll get into it. He has helped investors purchase over 9,500 units valued at $445 million through his training programs. As CEO of Nighthawk Equity, he controls over $200 million in apartment communities. He's based in Atlanta, Georgia. His website, themichaelblanc.com. You can go to it. It's also in the show notes. So today we're going to be talking about the five secrets to closing your first deal. And just a quick personal note. That is the most important deal, <laughs> the first deal. There's so much power and momentum when you get one deal done. And I know Michael subscribes to that same philosophy, and that's why we're going to be talking about this. So with that being said, Michael, how should we tee this up? What have you found are the five secrets to closing your first deal? Yeah, I'm going to use the first one of five, only of five, right? But the first one is you got to operate with total integrity. Here's what I mean by that. You got to stay true to yourself. Integrity means different things to different people. What it means to me is you got to stay true to yourself. Don't try to be someone else. And that includes, for example, looking at your strengths and weaknesses. What are you good at? What do you love to do? And focus on those things. And for example, maybe partner with someone who doesn't have those strengths. It also means obviously doing what you say. That's one of our company vows is always do what you say. And it's amazing how many people don't do that. And the third component really in operating for total integrity is serving other people, looking for ways to serve other people, because I've started this whole entrepreneurship thing from more of a financial aspect, like how much money can I make so I can quit my job? It was financially driven. There was really no element of service in there. And what we're doing getting into the syndication business is we're literally building a multi-million dollar business. It's a foregone conclusion. But how in the process can you serve other people? How can you serve your passive investors? How can you educate them to this asset class, right? So the bullet number one for me is operating with total integrity, not only for yourself, but also as you evaluate partners, for example, or support groups or anybody else. So that's number one for me. Yeah. And I'm glad it's number one because people are smart and people have emotional intelligence. And most people can pick up on if someone is not being true to who they are, if they're trying to fake something. And I've always said I have a great amount of respect for bands, artists who write their own lyrics. Mm. I might not agree with what they're singing, but man, they're writing it and that's what they're feeling. That's who they are. Same with this. Be true to who you are. People might not like it and they might not agree with everything you say, but most importantly is just be true to who you truly are versus trying to be someone else. What's number two? 
number two is to follow a specific proven process. When I got started, even when you got started, there wasn't a lot out there. There was maybe one person doing a seminar. There was one book. In the meantime, though, so many years have gone past by that there's actually proven processes out there. So find a specific proven process that has been shown to work. Ours is called the Dealmaker Blueprint. And then just follow that process. You wrote a great book about syndication. You're outlining steps that lead to a deal. That's a great process. So in other words, educate yourself. Don't do what I did. Try to figure this thing on my own. You'll eventually get there, but it's super painful. Versus instead, why don't you try to follow a process that already exists that's maybe worked one or two times? Makes sense. Number three? Number three really is purchase large properties. And you probably don't disagree with me on this. It's just because that is just, they're more profitable, they're more stable, you achieve your goal faster, and it's also more fun. Now, having said that as a caveat, because I'm not necessarily a go big or go home kind of guy. It's not like that. It's like, well, if you're not going to do a hundred plus unit deal, then you might as well not even get started. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is you should do the largest possible deal that you can. And normally that is limited by your comfort zone, by your mindset. I'm not even saying it's limited by your resources or who you know. It's actually not the case either. It's really your comfort zone, your mindset. So there are ways that you can expand your comfort zone to get into larger and larger deals. So you want to figure out ways to do that, to push your comfort zone so that you can get into the larger deals. Regardless, if you don't do 100 units right out of the gate, they're going to progressively get larger anyway. All I'm saying is to really make an impact, you want to do the largest possible deal that you can because that is the most impactful. And there's a variety of ways we can do that, which really leads me to point number four, which is to build a team. Before yeah. we get into number four, do the largest deals possible and it's limited by comfort zone. But what if someone has a comfort zone or mindset of, Michael, I'm good. I have a mindset. I want a 250-unit deal. I'm comfortable doing a 250-unit deal, but I only see this sixplex that is available. Should I invest my time and money doing the sixplex and have there be an opportunity cost where I won't have the time to look for that 200-plus unit deal? What should I do? Yeah, and that's a temptation, right? You get a lot of people who have invested in single family houses that deal with this temptation to just do another house, just buy another house, flip another house. But like you said, there's an opportunity cost because for every hour you spend on flipping a house, it's an hour you can't spend on actually doing what you really should be doing, which is an apartment building deal, meaning looking at deals, analyzing deals, talking with investors. So the opportunity cost is enormous. Is a six unit a lot easier to do than a 250 unit? Yes, that can be true. But it also a huge opportunity cost if you do that. So if you have your comfort zone around a large deal like that, like you did, you somehow developed this confidence that, my gosh, I can do 176 unit. So if you have a confidence around that, you also have a plan around that. Therefore, you should avoid shiny objectitis of flipping another house or buying a sixplex. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. 
They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Investor Guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. Let's change the sixplex to a 15 unit. Is your advice still the same? Wait for that 200 plus unit. Don't do that 15 unit. No, it's not. It's really that the value of the first deal that you mentioned earlier. I call it the law. The first deal is so powerful Mm -hmm. because once you do that first deal, everything changes and the second and third deal basically come to you automatically. People also magically want to invest with you. So the value of that first deal far exceeds any kind of money you can make. Therefore, the goal is not to do the possible largest deal you can. The goal is to do a deal. And I kind of give myself 12 months to do it. 12 months gives you enough time to do a deal that is achievable, but also meaningful. And you got to pick whatever that is for you. If you can't wrap your head around anything bigger than a duplex, because my gosh, you're only making $2,000 a month and it's going to take you a year to pull that off. My gosh, then duplex is the right size for you because that is far outside your comfort zone. On the other hand, if you're a high income earner, a 15 unit or a 25 unit, might be a great first deal for you because it's not a no-brainer. It's going to take you a while to raise the money. On the other hand, you don't want to pick something so big or so specific that it's going to take you three years to get that deal done. Most people don't have that kind of runway. Also, don't make your criteria so specific. Don't say, I want a 45 and a half unit in this submarket in this city. Don't be that specific either. Be a little bit opportunistic. Also, be more open to different kinds of partnerships. For example, do you always have to be the lead operator out of the gate or could you be a junior partner, for example? So being a little bit opportunistic, but making sure that you get yourself into the largest possible situation you can in the first 12 months. Okay. Segwaying into number four, I think, right? Yeah, which is building a team. I never understood this in the single family house, even though I had people working with me and for me, there's not really a team approach. And it took me a while to wrap my head around that. You understood this right out of the gate for some reason, Joe. It took me a little while to learn that, but multifamily syndication specifically is a team sport. It's highly unusual to find just a lone wolf out there. They do exist, but if you study them closely, they take a lot longer to scale their portfolio because they're doing everything themselves. Versus if you have joint ventures with two or three partners, for example, that one plus one far exceeds two, which means that the joint ventures that work really well are complements of each other. For example, we talked about operating with total integrity, be who you are. What are you strong at doing? Well, gosh, I'm a numbers guy. I'm very detail-oriented, but I'm kind of an introvert. Well, that kind of person would be more attractive to finding deals, finding deals, analyzing deals, making offers, doing the due diligence, possibly managing the asset. But there's another kind of person 
who are relationship people, they're extroverts and the sight of a spreadsheet makes them break out into a cold sweat. Well, those people are great for raising capital. So those two, for example, make fantastic partners, unbelievably great partners. For one plus one is by far greater than two, because now one person is focusing on what they love to do and what they're really good at. And so is the other. And that becomes very powerful. So building a team is very, very powerful and also now gets you into larger deals because if I'm like, my gosh, I'm struggling with finding capital, but there's surely someone out there have the opposite problem. They have a network of dentists or attorneys or whatever, professional athletes, but they don't have deal flow. Get it with those guys and now you can raise a million or two million and now you're in the game as well. The other thing also is credibility. You need to have a team around you to get credibility with brokers or investors. If I just call them up and I got no track record, They're going to ask me for proof of funds. They're going to ask me for my resume. They're going to ask all those qualifying questions. But if I have a property manager, a lender, an SEC attorney, a CPA, an advisor, and a pigeon, I don't know what, dog, I don't know what I came up with. (laughs) I was thinking carrier pigeon. But you have this team behind you, you have a lot of credibility. So point number four is to build a team around you. Let's go back to the example of the introvert who is really good at underwriting and perhaps finding deals. Maybe they're really good at some sort of system that attracts owners' interest and they can find a lot of deal flow in their market. How can that person find the complement to his or her business? It's about networking. I think a lot of people... Where? Where do you network to find those people? There's a variety of places. Now with COVID, there's actually in-person conferences like yours or ours. And now we all have virtual components probably to attract more people. So there's literally conferences that you can join. That's a great way to meet people. There are now meetups that are online as well. There's different online communities. Bigger Pockets has some online communities. We have online communities. You can use LinkedIn to search for specific people. I remember interviewing one person. They would get on these virtual conferences and they would write down everybody in there on the Zoom call and they would reach out to them later. And then they would set off one-on-one Zoom calls after that. And this was a couple that lived in the UK, American couple, and they raised literally $750,000 and bought property remotely by using this thing. So you can do this virtually. It's just a matter of being a little more systematic and being more intentional when you go out there. You have to know what your strengths are and who you're looking for. Man, I'm a deal finder. I'm a hustler. I can find deals, but I really struggle with finding capital. Then go find someone whose strength is people and finding capital. The other one is signing up with some kind of educational programs. There's a variety out there. We have one as well. And when you get into those ecosystems, there's also a network inside of them. So there's a variety of different ways that you can meet people. You just have to be intentional about what you're looking for. Number five. Number five is invest in mentoring. And at minimum, a support network of some sort. There's different support networks. One is a peer-to-be support network. Those are people that are around you. Imagine like a mastermind. These are people that are at around your level. They're trying to do what you're trying to do. And you're basically just supporting each other. That's super valuable, right? That's part of your support network. And number two, we talked about partners. That's part of your support network. And the third one is advisors and mentors. And this is very, very powerful. If you study professional athletes or successful leaders, a good number of them have coaches or mentors. And this is a mistake I made, Joe, is when I got started in both restaurants, And apartment buildings, I had no mentors at all. And as a result, it took me 10 years. Well, in the process, I lost over a million dollars, almost lost my house, and delayed my journey by a decade. Imagine what would happen if I had a mentor back in 2005 when I quit my job. That mentor probably would have talked me out of restaurants and possibly talked me into something like multifamily. Can you imagine if you and I got started 10 years earlier with what we did? That would be crazy. On the other hand, you hired a mentor. 
and fast track your success. You didn't lose a decade and lost a million dollars. In fact, I did a 12 unit deal. That was my first deal. And that was basically me, myself, and I doing the best I can learning on the job. And you're like, oh, that's for the birds. I'm going to invest in a mentor and did 176 unit. Those are for the pigeons. Those are the pigeons. (laughs) This is the difference in mentorship. And and the thing is, the problem with mentorship is that, of course, it costs money. And it does. And if you don't have money for mentorship, then obviously it's not for you. But there's a good number of people who have money. For example, they want to invest a certain amount of money in their first deal. My gosh, should I use this money to invest it in a deal or should I buy this mentorship program or whatever? And the answer is always the same investing in yourself is far better than investing in any one deal because the ROI is much, much higher. So if you watching and listening to this can't afford mentorship, then align yourself with someone that you resonate with. And there's a variety of them out there. Everyone's a little bit different, but if you can do that, what it does is it kind of fast tracks your outcome. Number one, it does push your comfort zone. If you're working with a mentor who's done this before, well, they're probably going to try to talk you out doing a duplex. And they're also going to help you avoid the big mistakes for you. Clearly, they must have done something to your comfort zone because you didn't come out of the womb going, I'm going to get myself a 176-unit apartment building. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. When you say invest in mentoring, is there a point where the investment is, wait a second, that's way too much? Or would you say a million dollars for a mentoring program? Because if that mentoring program teaches you how to do 300 unit plus properties, then you will likely make that back within two deals. At what point is it too much or is it not too much? And is is it always just an ROI thought process that based on your opinion? Well, let's be specific here. If you do a million dollar deals, we pay ourselves, let's say a 3% acquisition fee of these deals, which is pretty normal. And you have no other partners because you're doing a million dollar deal. Well, that's $30,000. A lot of people with some education, especially with a mentor, can probably raise a quarter million dollars, $50,000 from five people. That is in the realm of possibility. Okay, do your first deal. Therefore, if your mentoring program costs $30,000, you get that back in your first deal, not your second deal. But that doesn't include the experience you're going to get coming through that first deal. It doesn't include the asset management fees, the equity, and certainly not the profit in three to five years when to sell the daggone thing. Therefore, even on your first tiny deal, you already get an ROI. And that doesn't even count the second or third deal. So it's a pretty basic kind of math if you look at it that way. That makes sense. Very easy to think of. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business, or maybe you've tried, but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes, and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend, Michael Blanc, who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now, and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe. J-O-E, to 66866. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. 
Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors. And I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success real estate and follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow Up Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. When evaluating mentoring programs or mentors, maybe they don't have a program. It's just you think, hey, that person knows a lot. Maybe I should approach them to see if they'll be my mentor. How should we look at evaluating how to pick which mentor to approach or go with? It's a good point. You don't always have to pay for mentorship either. If you can convince someone to meet with you, take you under wing, that's fantastic. There's a lot of experienced syndicators out there who would love to mentor someone else. On the other hand, I found a lot of those syndicators don't want to mentor someone else. They don't really want to teach other people. It's just not something that they're passionate about. But you don't have to necessarily pay for mentors. But either way, you want to look for someone. And there's really five points that come to mind. One is you do want to find someone who operates with total integrity. I think that's super important as well as you bring on any partners. And number two, you want to find someone who has done what you want to do, meaning they have, of course, done their first deal. But more importantly, because you're on a path of financial freedom, ideally, you want to work with someone who's actually quit their job because the mindset around actually transitioning from a full-time job to full-time real estate, there's a lot of mindset things going on. And you'd really like to know someone who has actually started at least to scale their portfolio. So working with someone who does this full-time would be something that would be important. Also, you want to work with someone who's focused on results. And not necessarily a cheerleader. A cheerleader is more like a little bit like a coach, like, yes, you can do it. Here's some ways you can hack your mindset. And that's useful. But I want to work with someone who's focused on my results, who really knows how to get results. And then number four, who somehow follows a proven system. I wouldn't just hire a mentor who's just kind of a good guy, a good gal who's done this before. But is there a methodology or system that we're working and then number five, what would be important is if I'm going to invest in a mentoring program is I'm investing in an ecosystem, right? So what is that network of peers? What is that network of partners or capital raisers or deal finders? What does that look like? So when you're looking at mentorship programs or even just aligning yourself with a volunteer, those are some of the things to consider. I have three comments on that. One, you said you don't have to pay for mentors. I would argue that is the exception yeah. Because from my experience, if you're not paying a consultant, then 
question number one, question number two, question number three that you send them might go answered. But question number four is likely going to be a slower period of time for them to get back to you. And then question number five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, it comes to a point where unless they're a family member or a very close family friend, you're taking, 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 (laughs) and you're not giving them much if you're not paying them. And at minimum, it's going to trigger some sort of guilty feeling on your part. It's like, man, I keep asking this person all this stuff. And the other part, and perhaps more bottom line oriented, is if you are feeling guilty that, hey, I'm not giving them anything, then you might second guess asking them questions. And then your growth is stunted because you haven't been giving them stuff. So I would argue there are some exceptions where you don't pay for mentors, but by and large in real estate, I think you pay for mentorship from my experience. The second thing I want to mention is I remember listening to Tim Ferriss and he talks about how it's great if someone who's great at something is great at it, but can they teach others how to be great like they are? So you mentioned proven system as the fourth thing here. I agree. They've got to have a system in place where, yeah, they've done it before, but they know how to replicate their results. I remember Tim Ferriss specifically talking about that on one of his episodes. I think that's a great point. And then the third thing that I want to mention is that you talk about the invest in the ecosystem. Whatever value someone thinks they're getting as a result of the mentorship program and the education, they likely do not understand because it's nearly impossible to understand the value of the network of the peer group that they're going to be plugged into should there be a peer group within that mentoring program. So I would say whatever mentoring program you decide on, I would implore you to make sure that there's lots of others in that group that you can connect with because probably that's going to be the biggest value of the mentoring program and it's the most overlooked value. I can't disagree with anything you just said, so I'll let you keep talking. (laughs) Well, those are my three things. So so you have a mentoring program. I know personally from people that worked with you that it has proven to be successful for them, but I'd love to just quickly have you talk about what's an overview of your mentoring program for anyone who might be interested. I appreciate that. And, And again, there are a variety of quality mentoring programs out there. The thing that is a little bit different around us is that If you value mentorship, you have the ability to actually work one-on-one with a full-time syndicator. We don't have any part-time syndicators. And these people are really hard to find, to attract, and to keep because they don't really need a job in many cases. And the only reason they're doing is because they share my passion for helping other people. Number two, we do actually follow a proven system, which we call the Dealmaker Blueprint. And we've had hundreds of people go through that. And it's just, I wouldn't say cookie cutter, but it's a very methodical way to get to your first deal and scale your portfolio. And then not only do we focus on results, we actually guarantee results as well. So the bottom line is look at ours, of course. What's your guarantee? Well, it's a guarantee that you're going to do your first deal in the first 12 months. And if not, we're going to continue supporting you until you do. Got it. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, we've set up a special code to find out more about our mentoring program. If you text the word Joe to 66866, we'll send you a quick link and you can just check out our mentoring program and see what it's about. You can set up a call if see if it's right for you. And so that's a great way to do that. So it's Joe to 66866. Michael, thanks for sharing the five secrets to closing your first deal. Thanks for getting into the specifics of each one of those. And then also highlighting the mentoring aspect of it, which is 
uh, by and large, you know, having that community is one of the most important parts of the process. And quite frankly, it makes the process much more enjoyable when you're doing it with a lot of other people versus trying to be Lone Ranger. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and talk to you again soon.